Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. Mm. What it do with the business is. Hey, man, uh, it's your man Animal Brown tapping in. Animal underscore Brown if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. We out here in these metaverse streets to be soon. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That metaverse shit wild, man. I'm going to cop me a little whip. You know what I'm cool. saying? They got the metaverse polo ready for you. I seen man. that the other day. See the nigga online selling a metaverse plot of land. I need the it. Metaverse yacht went up the other day. It's going up. Let me get that. I need all of that. And I need the real life and I need the metaverse versions of it. Absolutely. Okay. People just gonna bail out on the real life. People just gonna go yeah. all in on the metaverse. It's just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna need enough money to get everything I get in the metaverse. That's how it's gonna be. I could not agree more, and this shit is going to be insane. Um, hey, guys, sorry for the wait. We appreciate your patience, man. But listen, it's the, it's the episode of the year. Well, Absolutely. Kind of, sort of. Of, the, of the 2021 year, though we hey. are in the 2022 calendar year now. We want to give it to you. We're supposed to be in the studio, but we still under COVID protocol. Uh, We're going to go on and do this remotely and then hop back down next year with some dope episodes from the spaceship but for now top 10 albums of 2021 yeah from man the deck tv show highly anticipated episode man uh top 10 albums of the year we got a couple of quick hits to go over you know how we get down guys i'm gonna go ahead and just kick things off first and foremost rest in peace though to drake or the ruler um man the california artist passed away um late 2021 Man, he was stabbed at a show um, that had big A-listers there, like Snoop Dogg. Um, I believe 50 Cent was also present. A fight allegedly broke out backstage between two groups of people. He ended up getting stabbed, didn't make it. Um, I was not too familiar with Drake or the Ruler. I had just heard of him because he had a song with Drake earlier in the year. And he, that's how he kind of popped up on my radar. Um, but outside of that, I wasn't super familiar. But he seemed to have a really big fan base and was and was bubbling up something serious on the west coast so it's unfortunate about that situation absolutely the thing the the word on the out was he was next up so yeah. it's definitely an unfortunate event condolences to him and um his family all his friends very unfortunate event a couple other updates before we hop into the quick hits as well last week we did our quick hits of the year we mentioned Pushaisti. his yeah. sentence has been reduced officially to eight years so yeah i saw that I, I, but i haven't seen that he accepted it. i i don't know we'll see he's definitely going to accept he ain't going to trial if they offer him eight years he's gonna take those eight years because he was facing life right facts yeah. uh, clearly taking him eight. Yeah. yeah also another update Dolph murder suspect was named uh he's not been apprehended as of yet 23 old from memphis i can't i don't have his name right here off the top of my head uh but they have named him and they are looking for him right now i think there's a reward too yeah like what a couple racks 10 15,000 oh that's more than enough He'll, don't you worry about a thing dude that hotline for to be blinking 15 racks christmas just passed he gets all the way over for bro you ain't gotta worry about it could have been one rack nigga that phone would have been taken cooler 2000 2000 to get him in there every time i don't need stimulus a little stimulus they package even, yeah they ain't even got to go over 2500 to be honest that's gonna get you like that 25, man, I just seen that nigga at the store. 
Man, yeah. We'll, we'll, I wouldn't do that, but that's how it would happen. We'll have an update on that probably in about a week. Don't even worry Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Um, we had a couple of topics out. that we wanted to get to, man, to kind of close out 2021 that we didn't want to leave hanging, had to tie a couple of loose ends. So that's what we're going to do before we get to these top albums of 2021. Uh, I'll kick things off first things first. Um, uh, excuse me, Drink Champs. They promised that they were going to get Big Sean on their show after the big boy explosive eight hour long Kanye West interview, Sean pulled up as promised, um, said a couple of very interesting things. I know we touched on a little bit about his contract uh, the other day, but just looking a little bit more deep into it, after seeing what you saw, hearing what you heard, do you look at Kanye differently now after that Drink Champs interview with Big Sean? No, um, I don't look at Kanye West differently. Uh, where I held Kanye West is still in the same place. Big Sean could have got on there and said damn near anything. It wasn't going to affect how I felt about Kanye West. And that's just because I, the music business is the music business for me. If you've listened to this show for a while, then you see that I normally side with the people that wrote the contracts and not the contract signing that claiming they got gypped. Because the business is the business. It comes with experience in you avoiding those situations. Like you don't just hop in the music business and be like, man, I ain't never signed a bad deal. That usually doesn't happen. So when Big Sean go in there and be like, oh, after I found this out and now that I know the business all of these years later, I realize that Kanye West owes me $6 million. So what? Same thing probably going to happen when you sign artists and you're an executive because niggas ain't in there writing original contracts. Like Kanye West probably used the template where he used someone. Well, that's being facetious, but he used someone in the business that gained the structure of music contracts and how this is supposed to go from uh, someone else previously in the music business. Like there's a precedent for these things and how they happen. That's why we continuously see them happening. Um, there are one, two, three offs as far as people having good deals, people taking care of their artists. But as far as the standard contract taking care of an artist and them claiming that they got what they were supposed to get, that never surprises me. So uh, the stuff that he was saying about Kanye West there and what Kanye West has displayed publicly already has my perspective pretty much solidified for him. Yeah, it, it didn't change mine. There was a couple of things in there I didn't like. Um, he mentioned that Kanye reached out to him after the clips came out of him saying that him signing him was the worst decision he made. Um, he did not accept that phone call um, cause he felt the type of way he felt like really rapping with him right then. Um, I would have been interested to hear what he had to say though. That's so I'm kind of, kind of wish he would have took the phone call, honestly. But there was another thing that kind of got pulled where he talked about how Kanye told him to fire his homeboy that had took a photo in one of the sessions, one of the dark twisted fantasy sessions. Uh, his homeboy had took a picture and it was Beyonce, Jay and Kanye in the studio. And then he posted it. And like, of course, you know, these sessions are notoriously like, nigga, no, nothing allowed. And uh, people thought it was Sean that had took the photo. It was really his homeboy. And um, ho um, Ye told him he needed to fire his man. And he, he basically made him fire his homeboy. And a lot of people were kind of like, felt the type of way about that. But I honestly, I really didn't. I think he just slick did him a favor. Um, if I'm in the studio with somebody, bro, act like you've been around motherfuckers that <laughs> act like you've been around in, in this type of situation. Do you know damn well not to be in your groupie bag, pulling your phone out and then posting a private session that you slick shouldn't have been in anyway. You're only in there off the strength of your man. So like, 
I feel like he did him a favor. So that that was one of the headlines that I saw got pulled. The people were trying to go in on Kanye. And I actually like, nah, he did him a favor. He need to get away from dude. That's nasty from you. Saying, That's probably yeah. one of your nastiest takes you've ever had. You got to get away from him. He did him that's a favor. Nasty. Kanye. That's nasty from you, and that's nasty from Big Sean, and that's nasty from Kanye West. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, that ain't your man's, bro. Because if you did fire him because Kanye West told you to, that, that ain't your man's. Like, if that's my man's and he in there, yeah, you fucked up. But if he got to go, I got to go with him. Like, my nigga, I'm in here doing you a solid, writing you verses and shit. You ain't finna tell me I got to fire my man's because he fucked up. He might have to lead a session. He might have to go outside. He might have to come back tomorrow because he made a mistake. But you ain't telling me to fire my mans. And I'm not holding no grudge for that shit for six years. Nigga, that album came out for 10 years. They did an album recording 10 years ago. And you hear talking to Nori about it. I think all of that is bullshit, to be quite honest. Him and Kanye West should sit down and talk like men. Because it, it seems as if he listened to what he said on Nori's platform. And then Big Sean I'm talking about. He goes and says, "Oh well, I want to one up Kanye West." When bro, that's not gonna ha- that's not gonna happen. You like you're misplaying your hand. You like no one's ever gonna take what Big Sean says, comparing it to Kanye West, inside with Big Sean. I don't think. Not in my opinion, because Kanye West is he's he's an icon, global. Like he got more fans than you, so you can go up there and try to get off what you want to get off. But to our original point, it's not gonna sway a lot of people. To that last point that you said, if that's your man's and you really were that butt hurt about it, then you leaving with your man's. And you're going to let him have it like Franklin let um, Leon have it in the car. Like, my nigga, <laughs> what is you on? My nigga, we in here with JB, nigga, you're in here snapping pictures. My nigga, I'm building some shit brick by brick, nigga, in here paying me for these verses, my nigga. And you in here taking pictures? A picture? My nigga, you do with the picture, my nigga. Like, you got to go on and go in on him, but there's no way on the earth that I'm firing my mans for that. And I don't give a fuck what Kanye West has said, nor am I holding a grudge about it 10 years later and telling Nori that I was upset. Like, nah, I don't feel you on that. And or Kanye West or Big Sean. Like, everybody was wrong there. But the, quote, the quote was, I explained to him who it was, and he was like, you got to fucking fire him. We've all, we all done this. We've hired people that we love but people was mad at you. That's what he was telling him, thinking that you were being thirsty. Mm-hmm. And he said, it was my man. So I told him in a position where it's like, shit, yay and hope say, you got to go. I'm sorry, bro. We got to figure something out. That's, what, that's lame as fuck. Like I and get then, it. I get it on one end, but that's lame. Though. He's answering to it. It, the nigga that's, that's the nigga that signed his check, bro. He won the balls yet, bro. Nah, yeah. that wasn't the nigga that signed his check at that point. Like, he wasn't signed to, to good music at that point. He was still, yeah. like, trying to get... Like, I, I'm thinking... Like, you first of all, you're not even going to come to me with that. Like, you're going to come to me and say, hey, your man made a mistake, you need to fix it. You're not telling me I need to fire him, telling me acting like it's in my best interest to get this nigga from around me because he took a picture. Like, I've been knowing this nigga this long. It's not like... It, hopefully that's one of the few mistakes he made is a big one, but you're not going to come to me like what that quote that you just read and, and, and act like it was the worst thing in the world. So what if I was in there being thirsty, my nigga, big Sean wasn't famous yet. Like the, the expectation can't be like Kanye West has been around Jay-Z and Beyonce. And of course, like you said, it's thirsty, it's disgusting, it's nasty. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to know how to handle yourself, but that shit come with time and niggas make mistakes. You're not going to fire me and have me send my nigga back to Detroit from Hawaii, bro. I'm going with him. Like, that's definitely not. That's the last thing that's going to happen. Like, if somebody getting on the plane, I'm going with him. If it got to do with my people, that's just how I was saying. Like, that's nasty. You got to thank Kanye, man. 
No, it's him a lot of trouble. That is nuts. I hope dude still. I I hope that was one of his real friends, and he forgave Big Sean for that. He That's said he's doing he, well though. Yeah, he need to forgive Big Sean for that. He said, "Dude, a teacher now." Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined that man' life, man. He could have been taking a picture, one picture, ruined his life. Now he teaching kids in Detroit. Good <laughs> God, a studio session. <laughs> man, a studio session with Beyonce, Kanye. Sean, hey, he teaches forty-two teach Doug and shit. <laughs> Keep your phones in your pocket, people. Stop them sneak pictures, man. Quit that shit, man. What are you trying to get followers? It's nuts, bro. Yeah, that was a nasty situation there. Moving on to that nasty situation to a nastier situation. <laughs> your man's Freddie Gibbs. We late talking about this, but yes, we're gonna talk about it. A couple weeks ago, Freddie Gibbs was in New York. At a popular steakhouse, I think it was 113 Prime. Miami. It was in Miami. I was in Miami. Oh, Miami. Okay. Even better. They went in Miami. Uh, ran into Jim Jones. Freddie Gibbs and Jim Jones do not get along. And there was a kerfuffle. Allegedly. A, a, an alleged kerfuffle. There is no tape, but word on the streets. And the nigga that's tweeting about it is Freddie Gibbs. And Freddie Gibbs took the the short end of the stick there my question to you animal brown is this a big deal little deal no deal at all the kerfuffle between jim jones and your mans it's a little deal because it has the potential to go either way mm. um they, they have a history freddie gibbs dissed jim jones because jim jones was using the vl the vampire life freddie gibbs his mm -hmm. vl that he reps is a little different from vampire life it's a different vl so he sent a couple yes. of shots at him I'm not sure if he knew Jim Jones' pedigree like that, but clearly he, not. He might have should have done his Carfax on Jim Jones before he jumped off the ledge and, and did that. Because this is the second time that they have ran into each other and the L was handed to Freddie Gibbs allegedly. First time was in New York. And he told that story on Combat Jack about goons shooting at him when he was in New York that allegedly came from. Jim Jones affiliates and he was scared to death telling the story and anybody would be nigga if you almost just got murked <laughs> you running and nigga running through bodegas and shit dude so you would think <laughs> that that would be the time to go ahead and cut the gangster Gibbs act when it comes to talking to Jimmy Jones but apparently not you run into him in Miami where Jim lives so you're on Jim's home court two times dude you know took two L's on a nigga home court Stop talking to Jim Jones, bro. Like, I don't know what you're trying to prove. I don't know. I don't get it. Just leave it alone. Nobody cares. Niggas is rappers. Y'all 40. Y'all look insane to begin with. Physically fighting at 45, dude. So you already look wild. So just stop talking about this shit. So I say it has a, it can be a big deal if he keeps talking and trolling. If he shuts up and takes the Jim Jones route, then it would be no deal. Um. This is no deal regardless. And here's the reason why. For some, Freddie Gibbs is an amazing rapper. Freddie Gibbs is not a gangster. Like, he gets classified as a gangster rapper for some reason. I've never understood it, but I've never seen Freddie Gibbs and thought, man, dude, he might be about that life. Raps well, might rap good about it, but there's no mistake when you run into a nigga like Jim Jones. Like, I done heard the stories. Cam done told the stories. And you, like, he has the persona. Like, Jim Jones give that image out. So when a nigga tell me, and I see him working out on the Instagram videos, 
So if you tell me Jim Jones worked Freddie Gibbs in Miami, I'm believing it. That's that's 100% believing it. And the reason is no deal because the person that's responding, Freddie Gibbs, he's turning this as he should to album promo. Basically. Oh, I'll be in New York back to back days, days sold out, whoop de whoop. It ain't that bad of a deal to lose a fight, especially when you're not about that life. Freddie Gibbs is clearly not about that life. Not, like, not that, and that ain't a knock either, though. I don't want people to think that I'm dissing him or saying that he's something different. Like, he's, he's a good rapper. No, that, no it, wait a minute. That's a knock if you say you're about that life and then you come on here and say that yeah. person is not about that life. Who said he's about that life? He's not about that life is one thing, but Freddie Gibbs calls himself Gangsta Gibbs, though. Yeah, that's rap shit, man. He know damn well he shouldn't have been playing with Jim Jones, and we heard it on the Combat Jack interview. Like, Jim Jones is for real deal about that life, though. And I ain't talking about calling yourself Gangster Gibbs on a rap and rapping about selling drugs. I'm talking about a nigga putting in work without going too far. Like, Jim Jones' name is in cases. Like, he, it's, it's documented, dude. And the same thing when I've heard Freddie Gibbs take shots to niggas like Jeezy, like, now I'm starting to get an understanding. Like he's doing this from a rapper's perspective or point of view. I wouldn't say it's harmful as six nine is and it's trolling as six nine, but Freddie Gibbs, like he just he knows if he's trying to be in that gangster persona. If I talk about these gangster niggas, then of course motherfuckers are gonna assume that I'm gangster, but he's not. He's a good rapper. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to make himself. Uh, he knows how to market this stuff well. But I don't, I've never assumed that Freddie Gibbs was a gangster. And again, I'm not knocking him for saying that, but I agree with you in the sense he better stop playing with niggas that is gangsters, though. <laughs> before, before all of this little rap shit in for you. And what I'm referencing in that, I ain't even saying like being killed or nothing. No. You said what niggas look like 45 and fighting. If I picture a nigga that's 45 and fighting, guess who it is? <laughs> Jim Jones in the dictionary. The nigga that's doing pull ups every morning on Instagram. The nigga that's in the gym. Every day, the nigga that's walking in the snow still to the bodega at 45, dude, doing weather reports, that's the nigga that's going to spring on you when he see you for talking crazy on the record because you thought this was rap shit. Like, Jeezy ain't that nigga. Jeezy living his life. He going to let you get that off. Like, I'm real deal. Like, if my niggas, you see what happened with Gucci, man. If my niggas come out looking for you, that's how it's going to be. That's probably how Jeezy looking at it. So I'm going to let you get all of that off. Jim Jones, nah. I'm, I want to tussle, my nigga. What do you think I work out for? Why you think I'm doing these pull-ups for? Boy, you finna feel this work. All mm -hmm. of it. And Freddie Gibbs laying in the bed, getting fed by models, grapes and shit, thinking that shit funny, till you walk in the steakhouse and you getting worked by them BL niggas that you was dissing. <laughs> Stop it, Freddie Gibbs. Stop hey, it, bro. Nigga, Jim Jones a nigga in the gym working out in Tim's and shit. Like, just leave that nigga alone. Nigga. <laughs> just date night. He loved date night with Chris. Y'all, let me get a couple sets in. <laughs> bro. Hell yeah, I expect that nigga to use that shit. What do you think he working out for? Oh shit. Oh, bro. I, I don't I don't like the whole like he's embracing this villain persona because now even Gunner has thrown a shot at him on a new album and he's he's big up in that and blah 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 blah. I'm not I, I don't embracing think taking the on the whole persona. state is a good idea though, in my opinion. You mean Gibbs? Yeah. He's embracing the that, that's what I'm the saying. This is shit. rap shit to him. 
Right. Like, this is rap. Like, he's still in rap mode. Oh, I'll be up there. I got two sold out. Man, niggas is going to beat you up for playing with them every time, dude. Stop yeah, playing the, with them. The niggas. amount of police that are going to be at his shows in New York Facts. is ridiculous. But that's how he he know that, though. He's a rapper. Like, I'm here with security. My nigga, like, New York, not going to let y'all niggas roll up on me and beat me up in New York. I'm here back-to-back nights. I know that I'm a rapper. I do this. This is my business. But in Miami, them niggas, they wasn't the same. You thought having that one security guard was going to help you. You ain't expect to run into Jim Jones them die. Yeah, that's ugly. That's <laughs> ugly, man. Lead a troll Ping bong. <laughs> right. Just give, me the, just give me the triple S project, man, that you gas enough to be fired like these last couple. He better go back out to California. He better <laughs> lay in the bed with them models and shit that's feeding him grapes and just keep recording that gangster shit from the studio. That's cool. <laughs> it ain't nothing wrong with that, my nigga. You're going to live a long lustrous life doing it but you out here in these streets playing with niggas like jim jones and jeezy and like ross and him well not ross but just all the niggas you playing with like it's what's gonna happen to you you're gonna get beat up at the steakhouse oh uh, he just lucky to end no video honestly man video would end it that would end his career no nah, that's not true that because I, I guarantee you i guarantee you the stories coming from it aren't going to match what you saw on the video the stories are probably always worse. exaggerated they probably worse Stop. I heard he got Ray Rice out there. Not like I heard, I heard it was serious. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Career over with, nigga. Let's take it to the West Coast. Speaking of man, Compton, your man Roddy Rich dropped his long-awaited follow-up. Um, his 2019 album, please excuse me for being antisocial, was highly critically acclaimed. Produced several hits. So when he dropped his new Live Life Fast project late last year. He talked big boy shit before it dropped, saying it ain't no skips on this. This is a straight through project. Uh, my question, did Roddy Rich deliver on his no skips album promise? No, absolutely not. Niggas did. Um, niggas that ain't got bars got to stop throwing that classic no skip shit out there. Like Roddy Rich can make good music. And this album is OK. His last album, like you said, was critically acclaimed. It was bang. Yeah. Put that in and you can let it ride. But I ain't got a Roddy Rich quotable for you, bro. And if, I'm putting this, and if I'm putting this in and I'm expecting to let it ride, like he got to be ripping something and he not. I get some good songs on here, but he ain't ripped nothing in two albums. Like he ain't got off. And I was like, damn, that nigga was rapping. So that being said, I think he need to realize the type of music that he makes. Like his vibe music is the kids. They get off to this. But people of our age expecting to go in and hear a classic five mic album where you're going to get some bars from it. Nah, I didn't hear any of that. Um, it was a normal, like, new new age album, cool little bops, nice little melodies. Not enough bars for me, but the no-skip thing is out the window for people that don't got bars, in my opinion. Yeah, anytime you reading up to your album and your promo is telling people it's a classic, telling people it's your best work, telling people this has no skips, it almost absolutely is not your best work, it's not a classic, and absolutely has skips. Plenty of skips. And this one is no different. It's not bad. Don't get it twisted. No, I'm not shitting on the album. I actually, it's, it's pretty straight. But he came out the gate swinging with the last project. Like, it's just perfect timing. That's why he took two years off. He could. He had hit bangers on there, like the box and other joints that lasted, literally got him touring for two years straight. Nigga didn't have to step into a studio. Now he's back. I understand expectations are high. He's probably feeling the pressure. And so you have to make bold claims. Put your chest out and talk your shit. I get it. But the album is, of course, obviously there are skips. It's 18 tracks, bro. 
Roddy Rich, like you said, makes good vibe music. There's pretty good production on here, some nice transitions, some good features, some good records too. I like that 25 million joint. That move to Miami with Lil Baby is tough, but let's be clear, man. Like, in order to have replay value and true no skippability, you have to be saying something. You just gotta be saying something, dude. <laughs> like, and if you're not, the replay value is gonna be thin. He struck, he hit lightning with the first one. Cause he because he's not really saying nothing on there, but like it, he was just in this bag on that one. So he he lightning struck once and ain't strike twice with this one though. Like it's just cool. It's a cool project. Miss me with the no skip classic, best I ever did shit though. Miss me with that. I think the only way for people like him in this in this new generation that ain't really got the bars like that to hit you with that no skip thing is they gonna have to pull a a YG or, or Kendrick and do that mm-hmm. good kid mad city type add the um add these the the um what am I trying to say the storytelling the storytelling but the, skit, the, the thing skits? the skits yeah I couldn't yeah, think yeah, of yeah. shit. They got to add the skits and make it be a story, make it be where you're diving into a, a project with them where they're trying to relay a situ- a whole situation to you. But if you're just giving me 18 Roddy Ritz songs, like that's impossible. And, and, and you from Compton with, with the storied history of yeah, Compton. Like, there's a story you can pull that there. Off there. Yeah, there's a story there. That's what made me even think of it. Like, but other like if I'm just expecting Roddy Ritz to give me 18 bangers, like, nah, mm. I can't. I can't see that. He might give you he can give you 18 tracks and have like a strong six joints that you can hear in a lounge or the radio or the club. Like he'll give you a strong, but like, bro, like or classic and all that. Fam, no. He can pull at Vince Staples too. I'm in and out there in 22 minutes. Mm, but eight nines. Yeah, 22 minutes. Yep. You heard it, you you got it, and boom, we out of here. That's true. Yep. Lastly, before we get out of here and get to our top 10 albums of the year, 2021, that is, with the On Deck TV show, your man's... Are you a podcaster? Your man's, one of your favorite rappers. Relax. I remember you pulled up on me when we were in college at MTSU with this CD listening to This Is The Way We Ball. Oh, yeah, that's true. You were hyping this double CD. Little Flip. You and Little Flip are the only, the last two people on the planet that think he's still relevant. And in that relevance, Little Flip says for verses against T.I., he needs a million dollars. Animal Brown. And he said he got more hits than T.I., which is probably the more egregious thing. Animal Brown, my question to you, is it fair or foul that Little Flip wants a million dollars to do a versus against T.I.? Man, this is the wild. And listen, hold on. Let me let me preface it. Like you said, I fuck with Lil Flip back in the day when he dropped the double disc, when he dropped the This Is The Way We Ball. I was That's fucking with Houston through that gap. That's your man. I, I was fucking with him. T.I. slaughtered him, murdered him, jaw ruled him, whatever you want to call it, ended his career, grand opening, grand closing. Between, I'm going to spoil you like Milk and T.I. demolishing him, his career was over quickly. Let's be very clear. I'm also, again, I am not a biased, blind fan to recognize that it was a rap for a little flip very quickly. I am also not biased and blind to think that him getting a million dollars is reasonable to do anything, much less a versus with anybody, much less T.I., dude. Like, stop the madness. This is ridiculous. The headline on Vlad was a genius headline because it was two of the most ridiculous statements I've heard 
probably since <laughs> Lil Flip was yeah. relevant, which is right. I want a million to do a versus with T.I. and he doesn't have as many hits as y'all think. Those were two egregious ass statements, dude. Lil Flip clearly has CTE. It's unfortunate, but that's the only logical explanation I could think of why someone would think any of those two statements were remotely true. It is 1000% foul. Lil Flip is dead wrong and I'm hot at him because I used to support him. He tripping. That's your man. It Another was. one of these bullshit Vlad headlines, man. <laughs> Vlad ought to be shot for this shit, for letting this shit fly to his editing room. Now, with <laughs> that being said, I don't think Little Flip getting a million dollars for a versus is too far off. Like, I, I'm sure Bone got a million dollars. Five so, bro. I don't get like, one act, though. It's still one act. I don't care how y'all niggas split it up. I'm going to give y'all a million dollars. It don't matter to me. No matter that Little Flip is one person of his act. With that being said, um, Little Flip getting a million dollars for a versus with all of the uh, sponsors and the mu- as much money as Thriller puts into it, that's not far-fetched to me. I get that. I totally understand. He knows the music business. He knows how much money gets put into these type of production. He's seen how this thing has grown since it started. So asking for a million dollars to do a versus, if the ver- like when the brat was in the same range, 850, right? Somewhere in there. That, no, that, no, 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 no. They only wanted. They only wanted one fifty for her. Oh, she only wanted hundred. That's nuts. But that was that this was a, that was a while ago. That was okay, a couple yeah. deals ago. Facts and Lil Flip ain't dumb per se. Right now, he says some some pretty knowledgeable things when it comes to the music business. He just got the tidal wave of Ti handed to him in his prime. Now, with that being said, him asking for a million dollars, I understand that. Not against Ti though. Like nobody's gonna give you a million dollars to go out there and embarrass yourself. Like nobody's gonna give you a million dollars to relive what happened to you in your career when you tried to come up against the king. Um, so him doing a Texas style, if him, Mike Jones, Slim Thug, and Paul Wall, and all got up there and they gave you a versus and did a tag team matchup and it was a pool or something like that, they could make it cool. Like there is a versus platform for Little Flip because he did have a couple of records. I think pairing it up with the rest of the Houston scene would be really fly. And they should get a million dollars for that. Not a piece, but it would be a a pretty nice song because that was a moment in hip hop. Let's not diminish what Flip did. You can have your million. But to go on into that headline and you're talking about you, people don't got as many hits and you got as many hits as T.I. Bro, you're fucking nuts. That's where the CTE come in at. I'm going to go out on a limb here with a hot take. Man, T.I. has a top 10 catalog in rap, period. Like he are you saying album? Album, you saying album top to bottom. It ain't too many. It ain't ten rappers that can say I got a better catalog than Ti. It ain't ten. Now <sighs> that, it ain't ten. So I know he got enough hits to put like Flip might might not score a point, bro. And that's uh, what I think. A fire episode that we need to put in the books and people need to remind of us. We need to do the top catalogs in the game. Compared yeah, to catalogs, we ain't done catalogs. We've Broke down people's catalogs and told how we like them, but ranking people's catalog like who got the top catalog in hip hop? It's Kanye. No, it's not. It's better than Jay. No, is it Jay? Or, Jay got four classics, so it's either Jay or Kanye. I would say it's probably Jay. Probably Jay. But then if you go like if you go in project for project and add mixtapes too, how could it not be Wayne? Just based off the volume, because he has, no he has really bad projects though. 
does have really bad projects. And Kanye and T.I., they don't really just have like trash. Like Wayne got some trash, bro. That's true. Yeah. I am not a human being. One and two are garbage, bro. Facts. The rock and roll album is garbage, dude. Like Eminem got, got a solid catalog. Now I don't rank him high in my overall like top rappers, but if you want catalog, like the projects top to bottom, he sneaks in there. Who? Ti, like you said, like it, that's a good conversation. Now, who you like, Eminem. Nah, he got like his catalog. Ain't, I ain't saying it's top ten, but he has a strong catalog. You don't think Eminem got a strong catalog? He got three good ones and probably like four bad ones, though. That's the thing. Well, he came out the gate. You more, we way more fun on Eminem than that. You say he got four bad albums. I believe you. Yeah, he got four bad albums. I totally believe you. But oh, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good idea. I like that, though. Best catalogs in hip-hop. We're going to have to revisit that. I like that. Um, speaking of best in hip-hop, though, man, we do have our top 10 albums of last year. We each have our respective list. And let's be honest, when you see a lot of people's top tens in different categories. You see it in music, you see it in sneakers, shout out to Fresh Your Average. Uh, we've got an episode coming soon uh, as it relates to top 10 sneakers of the year. A lot of this, all this stuff is subjective. It really needs to just be called top 10 favorite <laughs> albums of the year, dude. Favorite. Yeah, favorite, because that's basically what it comes down to. Um, you'll see a couple of usual suspects on here. But usually sprinkled in, you'll get a couple of what? And it's just because it, it might have been my favorite or your favorite and it got more tick than maybe some other ones that may have been, generally speaking, more popular. So the politically incorrect version of what you're saying is you and I don't get paid for these lists like most of the mainstream people that you see doing this. True. So some of the shit or the same stuff that you see across these lists is because record labels provide a nice little budget for yep. these to be mentioned at the end of the year amongst the top platforms. Yeah. We have an awesome platform that you and I have worked hard at over the past seven years. So we kind of do this organically. And it's more no friends so in the industry, then <laughs> facts. <laughs> and this is more so, like you said, this is our favorite. This is what Animal Brown and what Spike Lou, if you were to pull up a profile on them for their 10 albums of the year, this is what caters to us. With that being said, let's get straight to it. Um 10, 9, and 8, man. What you got? 10, 9, and 8, man. I, I know for a fact none of these made your list. Let me name some And I don't even know your list. I mean, you just ain't on my vibe. Speaking of vibes. Number 10 was Bodie James, Bo Jackson. Um, number 9 was T Grizzly, Built for Whatever. Mm. And number 8, Young and Ace, Life of Betrayal, two times. Okay. Now, the Bodie James, I slid that in there. It wasn't my favorite project. I like the earlier stuff that I heard from him. He's get, I, I want to hear him get more versatile, uh, but I did still like this project. I want to see him get away from what he's been doing so much of, though. Well, you know that's how it works for him, huh? Well, Alchemist? Yeah, get away from the Alchemist. Just for a little what? bit. What? At least a song. Jesus, uh, just give me a song or uh, something to show me that you can do other stuff outside of Alchemist. With that being said, I did still like that. That's top 10 album of the year, as you see. This is the second time T Grizzly's quietly made my list. I revisited one of the other shows T Grizzly made, and I just like his style. Yeah. Uh, as people will hear, a lot of Detroit is on my list, and I think he's more of the mainstream Detroit. He's more of a representative of a mainstream type style. So yeah. it's, it's a hard flow to try to get to and like the Detroit flow I'm speaking of, but I think T Grizzly does it well. He did it well with his album. He's grown up some. Uh, I like the songs. Uh, he's in these last two albums, especially 
shown his maturity, shown uh, the type of subject matter that he's on. I like where he had headspace wise. So that's why I had this album on there, just the level of maturity that he's shown and grown up with. Uh, number eight, the Young and Ace is a true thing as far as binding to personalities as well. The only reason I even listened to this album was the YouTube videos that we mentioned on here as far as the stuff that goes on in, uh, was it Tampa? Tampa, right? I thought it was Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as the rappers in Jacksonville, this whole thing with who I smoked that he had going on. Sounds like he got an interesting personality. I'll put it that way. So let me hear and see what he's talking about. And the album ain't that bad. I was shocked. I was surprised that it made my list of top 10 albums of the year. I would definitely suggest it. If you look at those videos, you will be surprised at what you hear on these albums with the type of reflection that he shows on the lifestyle that he lives. And I thought that was dope from a kid like that. I hope that they put whatever situation they got behind him and he's able to continue to work on his craft because he got some talent. I like Young and Ace. Yeah, shout out to Young and Ace. Uh, he had one of the few songs I liked on that Rick Ross album too. Um, I fuck with that T Grizzly too though. I, Late Night Calls and Quit Trapping are two of my favorite joints on that project. Um, I like T Grizzly too. You want to be from Detroit so bad though, it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, um, nigga, Ice Cam. Nigga, wait till I get my Ice Cam going. <laughs> Hey man, if y'all didn't see the ice cam at the Pistons game, that was the most Detroit shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, go to Twitter, hashtag ice cam if y'all missed that. Um, but no, I, I'm not mad at those 10. Uh, excuse me, I'm not mad at those three on the list. Except for the Young and Ace, I haven't heard it, so I'm just going to hate on it. Um, young and Ace, we listen to that. I can't no, believe I, I watched those videos and didn't want to listen to his music. That was the first time. I was like, dude, I gotta hear this nigga album. I watched his interview. I watched the interview he had, I think, on, um, on Adam 22 joint. I, I watched an interview and he, he was a little more, like you said, you expect the, the, somebody that is of that background to be a certain type of maybe reckless um, on like interviews and shit, but he wasn't, he wasn't that, he was a little different than I expected. So yeah, you're right. I can see checking out this project. Um, my 10, nine and eight, my number 10 is a cheat code uh, because it's two EPs that drop. So I'm just combining these two EPs. It's the Vince Staples uh, self-titled project and it's the Nas Magic project these are two very short projects so i putting one of them on here would have been a cheat code um so well actually wouldn't have been I, me putting both is an absolute cheat code but i think both are very well done i really like that vince staples project i think he needs to stay in that lane of making 10 or less tracks on a project i think it works best for him um people forget how good of an artist he is and i think he's coming into his own when it comes to the music i like these last two projects Whereas leading up to those, I didn't think the music matched his personality. Uh, but now I think it does. And that's a very dope project. Uh, if I had to go favorite song on there, I would go The Shining. And then the Nas EP Magic, man, this nigga is on a roll with Hit Boy. And it's so funny. I see Hit Boy retweet a tweet. Somebody asked, where were you, where were you at when Nas went? And he named a couple of albums or whatever. He was like, nigga, I was in middle school. Nigga, like, what are you talking about? But that's the question everybody want to know is, damn, where has this nigga been his whole life? Because Nas needed this. He sounds rejuvenated. That EP is fire. And that Wu's for the children is stupid banging. Um, so that's probably my highlight on that joint. Number nine, we talked about this last week, IDK. Um, see, you see for yourself. That's a fire project. We joked and said, was this Kanye's best work in the last five years? Because he is heavily Kanye influenced, uh, but in a good way, he seems like somebody that probably looked up to him and is not necessarily imitating him. Um, so I, I actually liked it. 
Uh, one of the joints on there to check out is Shoot My Shot. And then number eight, I have Bodie James, too. Uh, that Bo Jackson is tough to me. I think he needs to stay in this alchemist lane, my opinion. The one before this, that price of tea in China is better. Let's be clear. But it's still strong, though. Um, I would have to go turpentine on that project if I was going for like a, a, a banger uh, mm. to check out. So, yeah, I've got Bodie on mine, too. That shit fire. I'm surprised at that. I can't believe you disrespected Vince Staples like him. I'll leave it at that. It's only because it's, only it's an EP. That's why. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, what you got for seven and six? Seven and six. Uh, seven, my guy. Like we said, these are our favorites, not necessarily technically best albums when he wasn't rating music and it was more so what we liked. And Larry June fits that bag for me. That orange print was fucking banging. Um, I like this laid back, slow vibe, Cali, weed smoking vibe that he gives off. Like that's just that type of music I feel like you can put on and you can have it playing in the background. Or you can have it going on the road trip. You can be right there playing the game. You can be getting some work done at your desk. Like it, it's just not abrasive, but it's good enough to pay attention to when you need to. Um, Larry, I think Larry got that laying on lock. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists. He drops consistently. It's never, I don't never ever think he's doing too much. He's like doing just enough to keep you engaged with what he's doing. And that's the type of style that I like. I fuck with it heavy as far as the new generation. The orange print stuck out tough to me. Um, number six for me is Donda. I was trying my best first listen to leave it out and never double back to it. But it, this is an undeniable album as far as if you're, if you're, if you're a music fan. Now, this probably would have been number one for me if Kanye West could rap still. But being that he can't, I can give a fuck less about him losing his family and, to be honest, his his religion. I don't care about. I like when he was talking his shit and popping his shit on his first four albums. If mm -hmm. I had that Kanye West on this type of music and production and these type of features and these type of ideas for tracks that he had for this Donda, man, this would have been a fucking amazing album. Like, you, no skip claiming. Like, it would have been that if he was in his bag with that type of rap. I don't know if Saha wasn't available to write for him. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. But I'm just not interested in Kanye West uh, rapping from a bar standpoint. Everything else, though, the features, how we put this mug together, the rollout, all of that stuff was great. It was a dope album from every one of those standpoints. So I got Don did six. I can respect that. Like two of the top verses of the year on there. Maybe three with the little baby verse if you add that. I, I can't argue with that. I, of course, we're going to get the Donda on my list in a few. Um, shout out to Larry June. I'm a fan of his, too. I like that orange print. That was an honorable mention for me. Um, I thought the one he dropped in 2020 that adjusted the game was a little better, though. But mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a fan. And he took that Dom Kennedy lane and ran with it. And, and he's owning that now. And um, shout out to Dom Kennedy, too. He dropped a project that was actually pretty good. That from the West Side with Love 3. That was pretty dope, too. Uh, I'm mad I haven't gotten to that yet. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm really in Larry June bag, and I like I just ain't got to visit to that dom. It's, it's banging. Yeah, that's a good project. Um, My number seven and number six. Number seven, I'm going Drake, Certified Lover Boy. Um, Leave that you got it this low. Shocker. That's my mans. We all know that. I think the, the rollout was fumbled a little bit. It dropped at the same time as Donda. We all know how that fiasco went. And I think that was a to a detriment um, to Drake. I, the, the songs on here, I think, are good. It's just more of the same. And to me, that can be a hindrance when you're going up against stuff that's a little bit more original. 
Um, so if I have to compare it, and it's going to be compared to Donna because they dropped at the same time. If I had to compare it, it's like going to a restaurant that you like and getting, like if you got the same thing, like eight sushi, right? I get the same thing every time I go. I get the miso steak because it's fucking fire. Right. That's certified right. lover boy. Now let's say if we went and you was like, hey nigga, they got something new on the menu though. Like you need to fuck with this. I was like, really? But I get the same thing. No, nah, nigga, like try this new shit. And I try the new shit and it's fucking fire. The new fucking fire is going to end up being just a little bit better than the old fucking fire that I always get because I'm used to it. The new shit is stuff that's above my list on this album. The CLB is the older stuff that's my go-to, but it's not anything necessarily new. That's why it's only at, air quote, only at seven on my list. Um, Because that hurts the replay value just a little bit. Um, but it was good though, and I like that. Um, I'm, if I had to pick a standout, obviously the couple of singles go, but a sleeper on there is the joint with Kid Cudi, in my opinion. That shit fire. Um, that was a good analogy. That was some good podcasting right there. The, the food sure. analogy was a good analogy because I I totally understand what you mean. That's why I didn't make my list because that, that's just disrespect like, though. Well, you more you only put it on there because it's Drake. Drake don't even like this album. <laughs> no, yeah, you no. can tell he don't even fuck with this album. You're not gonna so do that. I definitely wasn't fucking with it. But with that being said, it didn't mean that it was bad. Like it's Drake. Like you got good Drake shit, but just like you said, it was exactly what I was expecting. Like if I went down, sit down, and that was a wonderful analogy. Because for me, it was a safe pick. Yeah, for me, not being as big of a Drake fan as you are. The same thing wasn't gonna put it on my list. Like, not to say that I was hating on it or disrespecting it, but exactly like you said, if that's what I was expecting and didn't get anything new from the biggest star in the world, I'm kind of let down. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, that's why I understand why people would say it's more of the same. And depending on what side of the fence you fall on and where you have him on, you know, your favorite artist list, that may be a bad or a good thing. Um, number six, I have Wale uh, with Falorin too. Mm-hmm. A very strong bounce back project. Not necessarily bounce back because that uh, Wow That's Crazy was pretty dope too. It's the shine that was some slaw. Um, but for Lauren too, it's his seventh album and he still is at a high level making music. Who knows what his label situation is, is and what he's going through. But I found, I, I, I had low expectations for this album because I wasn't really feeling the singles like that. Um, I thought he went for the low hanging fruit with the J. Cole record with using the, the Q-tip sample. And then using the I Need a Girl sample with Chris Brown. I was like, man, it, it, it better not be a whole album of this shit. Um, but it wasn't. And it, But the cool thing is, it had a throwback 90s vibe to it. Like the Tiffany Nikes, the Fluctuate, the um, uh, the, the More Love joint with Dude from Boys to Men. Like they all had that 90s vibe. And I really dug that vibe. And I thought it was strong. And it was, again, something just slightly different from his previous work. That made it. That gave it a little bit more originality and more replay value. So, um, shout out to that Florin too. Like I said, my favorite joint was "More Love." That's what got the hoodie. Co- the hoodie is hanging up in the closet right now because of number fucking uh, ten on that album, dude. Straight up, hit, put it in the cart, nigga. The only nigga I'm checking for less than Freddie Gibbs is Wale. The so only nigga you hate on more than Freddie Gibbs is Wale. So I have not heard. <laughs> the album was banging. Possibly. Fred Wale's not for me. I've accepted that though. Like Wale's definitely not anything that I'm looking for. This is, a, this is a good album. You need to double back trip. Give me five and four, man, before we get into our top threes. Five and four. Number five for me, critically acclaimed. This is 
Grammy nominated, which were delayed. Um, shout out to the Grammys. Um, Tyler, call me if you get lost. Mm-hmm. Album was undeniable. Uh, he took him hit. He took a hit in the 2021 rap. <laughs> From Uncle Murder talking about he you hear Uncle Murder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was hilarious. But, but the Uncle Murder rapper was some mid though. That was some mid. Yeah, it was a mid. He ain't really have a lot this year. I don't know if niggas got on him about last year, but he really just fuck with people that he knew wasn't gonna come for him. Yeah, that being said, he mentioned Tyler in there. Tyler had a great album, man. He brought it to the door with this album. It was creative. It was the. It was insightful. He was rapping his ass off on that. I really liked it. It was fire for me. It's really not my lane, but it was undeniable as far as the music. I, and I had to fuck with it. I found myself doubling back to it a couple of times. So that definitely, Tyler, call me if you get lost. Number four for me, another Detroit artist. One of my favorite new guys out here. 42 Doug, Freedom Boys. Not the Deluxe. The Deluxe too goddamn long. It's too much for me. <laughs> but the regular version, the regular Freedom Boys, the that's the one for me. It ain't got as many songs. There's some bangers on that deluxe that they added just too much, though. It's shit like a compilation. The regular version of the Freedom Boys, 42 Doug got the best flow in the game as far as youngsters to me. Um, he he talking the talk that I want to hear. <clears throat> he from the ilk. It ain't it ain't fake. It don't come off as fake. So I like it. I like how he represents his city of Detroit. I like just it him being the young fly nigga popping the shit. He's a little bitty nigga, so it sounds funny coming off on the track. It's just like everything I think lines up and, and hits. His voice is perfect as far as his new generation, from my opinion. And I think he just, all the ducks line up for him to continue doing what he's doing and continue to be a bigger star. This Freedom Boys was it for me. Yeah, it had some it had some shit on there. He had to join with Future that rang off all year long. Um, Cause and I like 42 Doug, too. Yeah, Doug, my guy, man. I fuck with Doug. I like him. There's no way hell he would be on this top 10 list, but I like him, though. In fact, I, he should have been top three for me. I really <laughs> it took a lot for me to have him at four, but um, it's a strong three. Um, His dad used to hang around Nashville. Did you go four and three we're doing, and we say nah, the last two? Just five and four. Oh, okay, got him. So five and four. Tyler, call me if you get lost. Four, 42, Doug, Freedom Boys. What do you got at five and four? At five, I've got Conway, um, La Maquina. Mm. I was off Griselda this year, man. Shit, nigga, that that Conway is stupid. Now you're right though. I got, I get it. Um, they they've had strong years for these last handful. New York needed Griselda in the worst way. I'm talking about in the worst way possible, nigga. Takashi was running around calling himself the king of New York. It was looking ugly. All that shit went to hell like we knew it would. And Griselda came and took the torch and they have been like delivering ever since. This is no exception. I didn't think he could top the project from, I believe it was either last year or a year before that from a king to a God. I didn't think he could top that. This is right on par with that shit, dude. Is it? Man, Conway, I slept on Conway's ability to make music. I thought that Benny was the number one person and, and he's, they're neck and neck. Let me put it this way. Conway's ability to make music, he has proven himself to be able to do that with this one, the one before that. And even the, the Alchemist joint with the, um, with the Jaws on the cover, I forgot the name of it, Lulu. Even with that one, that was a strong project too. So Conway has moved up on my list and like this project is fire. I highly recommend running it back. The SE Gang is probably my favorite joint on there. But it's so much heat on there. Like, it's ridiculous. Number four, I also have Tyler call me if you get lost. 
Um, I love the DJ drama drops on there. It gave you that nostalgic feel. I called the DJ drama return two years too early. I'd be ahead of my time. Sometimes that happens, but I think it worked. One really. album. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because he did the JID. I mean, he did the, uh, I think he did the JID too. That nobody heard that. <laughs> but you and him extra. You the only two niggas on the planet. <laughs> He'll do another one this year. Who knows who it'll be, but it worked for this Tyler, the creator, because they're from two different generations. And so bridging that gap was cool. Um, the production was strong. The transitions were good. This is the second album in a row that I fucked with with Tyler. Previously, I didn't listen to his shit at all. I couldn't get into it. But he found that lane with this production, though, because this shit sounds masterful. Like, it was at a point where the, the, the one before this, the Flower Boy joint, I liked it, but I wished somebody like Andre 3000 just had them beats instead of Tyler, the creator, because I'm not the biggest fan of his rap. But on this one, it came together a little bit better. Um, in my opinion, to his his bars was matching the production. So um, that was a strong project from Tyler. You know, I know a lot of people was crowning that album of the year when it dropped and then a couple of other projects happened, but it definitely is on my list, man. Top four, for sure. It was a great idea to double down. Like you said, after that last album, to stay in that lane and in that bag and kind of hone it in a little bit more. You, I agree with you. That last album was good. This one, like, perfected it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, took, like, a, he took a step up. I, I, I can respect it, man. Top Max. three, man. What you gonna do? Top three. Surprise. Another Detroit artist is on mine in the top three. That's made with Bodie James, T Grizzly, 42 Doug, and Payroll Giovanni. Ain't no way. 40% of my list is from Detroit. No way, boy. Ain't no way. And Payroll Giovanni's way is banging. That's what I want to hear. Rappers with dope-ass, velo, laid-back beats talking that talk, telling me about their life that's realistic, that I know about, that I can relate a little bit to. I love it. This album did it for me. Payroll was in his bag. Uh, I think Drug Stories may have been my favorite song on there. I just, I'm a, pay, a big fan of Payroll music. I can't listen to him all the time. I know niggas that only listen to Payroll. I can't do that. Uh, but when he is in his bag like this on that Giovanni's way, that's for me. Like he made that album for me and niggas like me. And I will ride to it every time that I mash out. I want to hear that Giovanni's way. Number two for me, obviously, this you haven't heard it yet from either one of us. I'll be the first one to say it. J. Cole, offseason, 100 mm -hmm. percent. Um, he came to the door. This year, I've been listening to that My Life on repeat lately. For some reason, that caught up with me late, but he, 21 Savage, Moray, bodied that. And Moray get an honorable mention for me as far as albums, too. That was pretty good, his mm. album. Uh, but that J. Cole offseason, I really like that. I think J. Cole continues to solidify himself as when we look back at it, like I've said on this show, when we look back at this era and we talk about the same way the Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas joint, we're going to see that J. Cole was the best doing it. It wasn't Drake and it wasn't Kendrick Lamar, even though Kendrick's my favorite. J. Cole has been more consistent. He's been had his foot on niggas' neck um, for uh, a longer period of time, like other than what Drake does, because that's different. But yeah. rap-wise, putting them bars together is J. Cole. So that's the number two for offseason for me. And number one, the reason that I said you were disrespectful putting this guy at 10, because it was easily the best album of the year, EP or not, that's my guy, Vince Staples. That Vince Staples is banging all 22 minutes and 24 seconds of it, one through whatever the last track is. Every word of it is banging. For me, again, my stuff and my favorites, it's about lifestyle. 
I feel like he did a wonderful job of taking you. I felt like I was going on a quick little road trip with him through his hood. Like, his shit was fire. It didn't take a skit to understand it. He didn't have to stop. The skit was at the end with his mom. I thought that was dope. But it was more so like just like a summer day with him in his hood hanging with his homeboys and songs about it. That shit was fire. And it didn't take long to get to point. I liked it. Did It didn't seem like he was doing too anything out of his element, really. It was like, I'm going to be my authentic self and give you guys this album. And I always like when it hits like that and it kind of gives you a feeling of their surrounding and builds a world around it, similar to the Get Kid Mad City without the skits is what I got from this. I like this album that much. And Vince Staples was banging to me. Yeah, that's your brand. man's. That that's your man's. Facts. Um, you're gonna hear and some- like again, the, just to cap to wrap it up, like you said, and like I said with that young and ace. For me, it's a lot about personality and buying into people. A lot of my albums on this list, like you just said with Ben Staples, is more so I, I like their personality, and then when I put that album on, it hits better. It hits more, and I like it more. And even with Kanye West and Don, like without that Drink Champs interview, I don't think I would have him on my list. But I did need to see that as a consumer. And this is just me. I know everyone's not like this, but I did need to see that as a consumer, the new, more, he ain't where I want him to be 100%, but I can tell that he's thought about some of the shit that he said, and he's kind of grown some. I like that. So that made me listen to that album differently. Like those things matter to me when I'm making lists and putting albums together. I hope my list was reflective of that for people that listen. I can definitely respect that. Um, I like that payroll too. That's my guy. I'm glad he stopped doing those Cardo beats though, because that shit oh wasn't working. God. He was saving Cardo. Nah, that shit that shit wasn't working. He he back to his roots on that last one though. I fuck with that payroll for sure. Um, if I gotta go top three, man, number three, I'm going Nas King's Disease two. Um, I, I feel like the tricky part when we do these album reviews that we do is that albums come out on Friday and then we review them on Tuesday, and you don't really have enough. Not all the time. You don't have enough time to let it soak and let it grow on you. Sometimes some projects need to do that where you can recognize pick and pick up on certain things after you let it go in your rotation for a while. And King's Disease 2 is one of those. I liked it when it came out. Now I love it. Um, it's Nas and Hit Boy are in their bag, like, like I alluded to earlier. But Nas really is talking that talk that me as a grown-ass man is trying to hear. When he's talking about the big dog plays that he's making in tech and he's coming from here and now look where we're at and niggas y'all can do it too. And you, like he's, he's in a grown man's space, not trying to be young. He's not trying to do anything out of his element. He's just a regular. I'm too cool for school. Nas, you don't really see him out like that, which is perfectly fine. His music reflects that he's not in here making club records, dude. This, this day and age, this internet day and age is perfect for Nas. Cause he never was the one to be like, Yo, give me a radio single. He's like, man, fuck, man. Like, I don't, I don't, he never really needed, wanted to have to do that. And now in 2021, he ain't got to do that. You ain't got to have uh, 300,000 first week, dude, to be a successful artist. Like, this shit is critically acclaimed. You fuck around and get another Grammy. Like, it's, it's, it, it, this is the perfect time for him, and I'm glad that he linked up with Hit Boy. However that happened, I am thankful. I listened to it today. No, I listened to it about a week ago, excuse me, with, with some really good-ass headphones on, and the production is fucking superb, dude. Like, you really hear the small nuances with what Hit Boy is doing, and he is on a fucking roll. So them two, they could have they could have been Dre and Snoop, dude, minus the commercial. Oh, stop it. Stop they could have been fucking Dre. You would have named them as a, as a pairing if they had a longer run to do this. And who knows how long this goes, but 
They cooking, dude. I gotta get to them. Y'all niggas is gassing. Nah, that shit fire. is fire. Gassing this Nas and Hit Boy, dude. That shit Jesus. These, these niggas make good music, man. And then number two is J. Cole off season. And, oh, uh, this, my one of my go-to songs in that Nas is Store Run, too. That shit go crazy. Um, J. Cole off season. Uh, Hip hop is all about moments, dude. J. Cole had a moment with this project. He had a moment with the rollout. Even though it was a failed experiment, hooping session in Africa, it was still kind of interesting to see. I tuned in on ESPN 7 to watch him hoop. No or whatever. Way found that feed. <laughs> whatever ESPN channel that shit was on, I tuned in and watched because it was interesting. He had a super dope rollout and gave us a great product. J. Cole is somebody who obviously is going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, he's on this generation's Mount Rushmore already. Um, and I, I know he's talked about winding it down. And this may be like one of like a little trilogy where he ends it. He hangs it up. That's perfectly fine. This is the way you want to go out if, it, if you do, man. Um, offseason is incredible. Pride is the Devil, one of my favorite joints on there. Um, really, really open bars, bro. Like, dude, he keeps it a stack, man. Like, J. Cole, a regular nigga, bro. Like, and if you can't relate to just a regular nigga, then I don't know, man. Go go listen to your super gangster, too cool shit, bro. Like, but J. Cole's a relatable-ass nigga, bro. He like just, what Snoop said, that you're going to get the furthest by being your authentic self. That, exactly. That's J. Cole, 100%. Like, that's one reason we probably will see J. Cole around as long as Snoop has been around once J. Cole. I think right now the reason being he's not – he's he's competitive. Yep. with the rest of the people. So I want to still be in competitive mode. But recently he did have those statements to where he said he's starting to look at Drake and Kendrick as peers versus competitors because I feel like those are the only other two niggas in the world that know what I go through. Yep. To be one of three niggas in the world to understand the situation is fucking nuts. Yes. And I think as they get older, they'll start to gravitate toward each other and we'll start to see J. Cole going to that Snoop type role. I am mad at that. I am mad at that. And then, of course, number one, 27 track album, no skips. How could this not be number one? Don does the best album of the year. Um, a major bounce back album from that Jesus is King. When, when Kanye announced that he was going the gospel route, we all rolled our eyes. I didn't want to hear it. You didn't want to hear it. I don't know anybody that asked for that. We didn't want to hear that. And then Jesus is King confirmed our suspicions because that wasn't really it. Um, that one it at all. So when he doubled back and said that Donda is coming and it was supposed to be kind of in the same vein, I was like, man, God damn, dude. Like, I ain't, that ain't, that ain't what I need to hear. Give me what I need to hear, dude. And that's, that's not it. And he dropped this Donda project and I went to, and we talk about moments and events. One of the biggest events of the year was the listening uh, parties that he had for the album. I went to the first one, didn't make it to the second one. And just hearing it live with 20,000 people and for the first time, that was a super dope experience, number one. But number two, you got to hear the music, even though it, it wasn't the best sounding because the roof was open at Mercedes-Benz. And so, like, it wasn't the best, clearest hearing, but you still felt that it was something special, though. I can't. That's the only really way I can describe what it was felt, it felt like there. You felt there was something special. And you knew once you got your hands on the project, then you would be able to decipher specifically what it was about it. And I think I just think the album is special, dude. Like it's it's what I compared to Certified Lover Boy. This is the new meal. This is the new plate at the dope restaurant that you just put me on. That you're like, nah, you gotta try the new shit. Bro, I go, I get my go-to, bro. Stop leave the go-to alone for a second and try the new shit that they just put on the menu. This shit is fire. This is what that is. Um, I just 
even I think you know what, and I think him staying at Mercedes Benz in that fucking eight by twelve room that he was in, I think that did him some good. So to stay in that environment and what seemed to be like all chaos and when does it come out? Is it niggas flying in? And this to put this cohesive body of work that came from that is incredible. And I think a nigga like Rick Ross could do some good, nigga, staying at fucking State Farm Arena, dude. Because you listen to what he just put out. You can tell he's staying in a mansion with 800 acres in the back. You can tell. This Kanye shit sound like he back hungry, nigga. <laughs> back on the south side or wherever the fuck he grew up at, nigga, making 30 beats a day for three summers, bro. That's what this sounded like. And so the fact that it was that cohesive with all the chaos surrounding it surprised me. And I think it just worked straight through. He brought the best out of people, bro. Like, yo, don't cuss. Don't talk no gangster shit. Only talk real shit. Okay, cool. That's what you got from a lot of these artists, career-defining verses from Baby, from uh, Fabio. Like, it's just, the project is fire, bro. Like, I, like I'm sorry, it just is. I know that's, that's my man. Project. Everybody know I, I fuck with Kanye Heavy, but he, he delivered. I didn't have Jesus King on my top 10. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this- Surprisingly. surprisingly. Uh, no, he did, though. He did deliver. And for all those reasons, that's why I had it on my list, because I wouldn't 100% love to have left it off <laughs> hey, but, again, but you, this is one of them albums you have to listen to more than yeah that, that you was, have to let it marinate to get it though man you have that to. was one of the things too like that like i said if it wasn't for that interview that made me it came out around the same time right yeah the interview was after so a lot of people double yeah. back so i doubled back after the yeah. interview and then i was like oh okay yeah. and another thing was i kept hearing that five year old song yeah 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 and, I, and they where you would hear it, like I think I, I may have been at a game or they may play at the Cowboys game, when I went, but when you hear it, it'll make you want to hear the rest of that. Yeah, yeah, I was like finding myself like, I gotta go hear that because that nigga was going in. Yeah. And then you listen to that, then you listen to the uh, Andre song and you find yourself just listening to verses and then you just want to run it through because the transitions and how you put it together was so dope. So yeah, Donda was a good album. Man. He was back in his bag on that 100. You can't deny it, like you can't be, a hater, like you can not like Kanye West as much as you want, but dude, the way dude makes music is as is different. That's different. He needed that too, though. Facts. Because the presidential run, the, the Jesus King, like bro, like he was like, eh. he needs Senori a check too. Relax. But I, I, I will say, I think that life of the party, the Andre joint, made people revisit it too, though. That when that leaked, 100%. that made people double back. Like 100%. I think it worked. If I had to pick a joint on there, I would say Come to Life. Uh, the pianos at the end are ridiculous. Um, well, fuck it. I'd say the whole album. Mine would be that joint with Fabio. That nigga was ripping that. Jeez. Man, they played that at the Braves game. Somebody came out to it. That shit sounded so good at the Braves game. I bet, nigga. That shit sounded good as fuck, dude. One of the closes came out. You the light. They do the light show at the Braves, cut the lights out and shit. I oh. Hey man, that's our top 10 albums. I'm gonna run through mine real quick, man. Number 10, I had a tie. Yes, I cheated. Two EPs, Vince Staple and Nas Magic. Nine, IDK, you see for yourself. Eight, Bodie James, Bo Jackson. Shout out to Detroit, go Pistons. Um, seven, Drake, CLB. Six, Wale, for Lauren Two, Hoodie in the Closet. Number five, Conway, Lock Makina. Please revisit that. You're gonna be like, oh, okay, you're right, I was tripping. Number four, Tyler, come if you get lost. Three, Nas, King Disease. Two, yes, two Nas projects on top 10. Nice. Two, J. Cole, all season. And number one, Kanye West, Donda. Only thing I hated about that Donda was the album cover. You make a song dedicated to your mom, you can 
you can murder the album cover like a fire throwback picture of you and her as a kid or something. Like you could body that shit. What was this? The all black thing, right? It's all black. Yeah, that's some Kanye shit. Uh, my ten, Bodie James, Bo Jackson, T Grizzly, built for whatever. Number nine, number eight, Young and Ace, Life of Betrayal, two times. Number seven, Larry June, The Orange Print. Number six, Kanye West, Donda. Number five, Tyler, Call Me If You Get Lost. Number four, Forty Two, Doug, Freedom Boys, the regular version. Uh, number three, Payroll, Giovanni, Giovanni's Way. Number two, J Cole, The Off Season. And my favorite album of the year, Vince Cole, or excuse me, Vince Staples, Vince Staples. Ain't no way. Hey, man, let us Bags. know what y'all top 10 albums are. Make sure you go to YouTube and comment and subscribe too, man. Hit the link. If you're listening to this on social media, excuse me, on um, iTunes, there's a link in the description. Hit that link for YouTube and hit that subscribe button for your people. Absolutely. Um, and let us know what you think about your top 10s. Um, Put your top 10 in the list too. Put your top 10 in the YouTube comments. Go to the Facebook Drop your top tens, put your top ten albums, stack them up in a metaverse, drop them off at the door. However, you want to do your top ten, let us know what you think. Absolutely, man. We have some wins and some losses before we get out of here. W two little Dirk, he proposed on stage to his girlfriend in. Uh, what's her name? Fuck. Uh, I thought it was India. Yeah, right, India, India something. Yeah, that's her. I thought. Uh, that's um, pretty cool. To them, that was dope. Yeah, congratulations to him. I ain't know Dirk had eight kids. I didn't know that either. Jeez. India Royal, that's her name. What's her name? India Royal. Ah, uh, yeah. Eight kids is, no, he can't have eight kids, bro. You ain't see the picture with him, her, and all the kids? Hold on, let me see. Man, he got like seven kids. Damn. He has he six. Like... That's crazy, bro. That's, that I did is... not know that. Damn, that's, all right. That's a lot. Congratulations to them, man. Yeah, man, triple salute, man. Damn. Congratulations to them. Yes. Um, uh, another W, man. Uh, December 18th is now DMX Day in New York. Um, very cool. Salute to DMX. Make sure y'all check out that documentary on HBO if y'all haven't. But pretty dope, man. December 18th, DMX Day. I'm here for that. I'm definitely here for that. DMX was a legend, man. And I, We definitely, people like that in our culture, we got to make sure we keep their names out there and keep them going. So I'm, I'm here for DMX. That should be nationwide, 12-18. Absolutely, man. Right. Lastly, we got a W to Megan Thee Stallion. She is the first rapper to sign a Netflix producing deal. She's producing a new series and so about a handful of other projects exclusively for Netflix. Big W, big checks, man, for the uh, H-Town hottie. Hopefully this does well so other rappers can get deals and we see more creativity from there. I ain't really seen Megan her creativity bag, though. What are you... She's she's but she's always talked about making movies. She wants to do a horror. Really? Movie. She mm. wants to write a horror movie. Mm. Interesting. So who I knows? Never watch that. Since I'm not a horror horror fan, but much love. Nobody not a horror me. fan no more. Me, me, I'm not a horror movie fan. <laughs> I'm going to see that scream though. Tough. It, that's a horror movie, nigga. <laughs> it's more so suspense. I'm here for the suspense. Definitely not doing the Michael Myers and Jason though. <laughs> or shit. Um, and man, on decker of the week. Uh salute to everybody. It's the new year. We're giving the on decker of the week, man, to everybody checking us out. Everybody that subscribes to YouTube right now, you are on decker of the week. <laughs> Facts. Um, before we get out of here, man, what's your first put on for 2022? Man, there may be a revelation on this podcast, a new day coming. I started the Wu Tang series on Netflix. 
And That's I on Hulu. Am, I mean, excuse me, on Hulu. Yeah. And I am fucking with it. Yeah. I definitely am. I get it a little bit more now. Mm -hmm. I may not fuck with the music as heavy. I'm definitely going to revisit. I'm on episode like six or seven now. But it's Season definitely- one? Yeah, they getting into uh, Rizzo signing his deal and having that bullshit song about the ladies and stuff. But I like this better than BMF, if I'm being honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, similar story, uh, just they, Terry and Mitra went on to be bigger drug dealers and they went on to be uh, <laughs> rappers. But I like it, man. I ain't know the backstory about Raekwon and Ghostface. I ain't know uh, a lot of that stuff, man. And I'm appreciating it. It, it made the they they're not just like a regular New York group to me now. Like the depth in the story that shows how they were different from the other rappers that were coming up in New York. I understand the phenomenon of, around them more because they were from Staten Island, because they were like not one of the main boroughs. It, it's a lot that went into it and I get it a lot more now. So mine is that Wu-Tang saga on Hulu. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I heard season two real good. I heard that's what made me start watching yeah. the season two. So I cooking. Dave, he's doing a high job too. I ain't know none of that. But nigga Method Man play lacrosse, bro. Did you know that? I ain't know that. <laughs> like that's nuts to me. I can't even never that. this nigga Method Man was like on a state championship lacrosse team, dude. Like that's what? Yeah. Who the fuck knew that? Nigga, they might have made that up for TV. I'm I, I, I swear to God, I was wondering. I was like, dude, it can't be. This nigga didn't play lacrosse. But then that's too big of a thing to just throw in there, though. That's like, true. you don't just throw that in there like, are we going to make this nigga play lacrosse? Like, what? <laughs> like, I was so confused watching. I was like, man, who is this playing lacrosse, dude? I, I, I checked it out when it first first came out. I watched, like, maybe the first two or three episodes. And I liked it. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but I fell off. I need to double back and read Double back. It's worth it. It's definitely it. worth it. And especially for people like you and me who like we really ain't up on Wu-Tang and I don't really just fuck with the project. Some of the details and some of the stuff that go into you're like, oh, OK, it makes a lot more sense now. And you start to like be more open to the music. I'll say their, do their documentary did that for me, though. The HBO that, yeah, this doubles down on that. This yeah, doubles yeah. down on this gives the documentary was fire facts. Um, brother, I, put on I really like the brother, too, on the documentary that wouldn't really yeah. put in a good light. He's really I like I like his character. Man, but uh, my put on for the week is also some TV shit, man. Um, Paramount Plus, Mayor of Kingstown. I'm fucking with that. I'm on episode five, six. Pretty dope, pretty interesting concept. I hit y'all up in the group chat and was like, hey, is it people out here like this in real life? He was like, yep, sure is. I was like, all right. Who knew? Um, but uh, Jeremy Renner, he doing his thing on there. It's pretty dope, man. It's basically the, the fix. It's basically the dude on the outside who's got the plug on the inside of jail. And he's kind of the middleman between what goes on in jail and what happens on the outside. And he's kind of there to keep the peace as best way possible. And it's pretty dope. It's pretty interesting, man. Like, I really fuck with it. It's um, a really yeah, good concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super the dope. The same dude that did Yellowstone did that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. One of these I days, I'm going to check out Yellowstone. He doing too much, though. Like Yellowstone is falling off because of this show. Like he did like, the same. Like he got the same actors in both the shows. Ah, uh, that's some slow. Yeah, one of the storylines I feel like was a lot similar. Like when Yellow, it was just a lot. And he got one more show that he doing. Like and he writes all of them. Taylor Sheridan is his name. Ain't no way. He do eighteen eighty three. It's a pre Yellowstone prequel. And it's on TV right now. This that's is on TV crazy. right now. And Yellowstone just went off. He doing too much. Yeah, man, he got slow. He getting his Tyler Perry on. Yeah, um, 100%. And he plays in Yellowstone. See what I'm saying? <laughs> um, guys, we appreciate y'all tapping in, man. A brand new year. Big shit popping, as we always do. Looking to level up. 
also everybody listening looking to level up man make sure y'all whatever y'all got cracking man double down on that shit um it's a new year man fresh start um youtube.com again make sure you hit that subscribe button man get these subscribers up we're gonna have some uh some new faces coming very soon on the pod that we're gonna be shooting the shit with man it's gonna be pretty interesting hoping uh you guys learn a bunch of shit too looking forward to it man i'm excited absolutely man uh like you said big stuff this year much success to everybody that listens this year and remember people get caught up in uh, to piggyback off what you were saying and, and striving for your goals people get caught up in being successful and thinking that that's the goal the goal is just to keep doing because everything that you do not gonna work but if you continue to do you're gonna find something that works for you and you're gonna hone your skills as you fail as you continue to do so so just keep doing as we continue to keep doing we'll meet y'all at the top absolutely man hey till next time man we out thanks